I'm your host, Aaron Groves, and welcome to the Pop Podcast. All right. Hey, 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 guys, and welcome back to the Pop Podcast. I am solo in the studio for the first time ever. I usually record these episodes from my house, but here I am in the studio. Some of you will be watching this on YouTube, and I am so excited for another solo episode. I was actually just telling uh, my producer earlier that these are a little bit of a struggle for me. It's hard sometimes to just sit down and talk, but I'm super excited about this week's solo episode because I've talked a lot about if you follow me on social media, you know I posted about this a lot. If you don't, go follow at Pop with Aaron. But I've preached about this book, The Entrepreneurial Leap by Gino Wickman for the past few weeks. And I just finished it last week. And I wanted to do an entire solo episode on this book because Although I've had a mentor and I've talked and interviewed a lot of different entrepreneurs, this book was the first clear sign to me and my journey that entrepreneurship was my path and it's just a matter of time. So I wanted to talk through a few things that I learned in the book and just some piece of advice that I really wanted to share with all of you. So that is the topic for today. But before we get into that, I went to Vegas. So I know I don't post too much about my personal life on the podcast. I think it just has a lot to do with my personality. I'm a pretty private person. But I did just want to do a Vegas recap because it was my first time going to Vegas. And it's funny because my two friends that I went with that are listening to this they both said, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. And I absolutely loved it. I never expected myself to love a city that much. I'm not the biggest partier just in general. I do go out and have fun with have fun with my friends, but I've never been a gambler. I've never gambled before. I spent $1 in Vegas, so I don't think Vegas really changed that aspect of my life, but it was such a cool experience and I know there's probably a lot of you out there listening that have been before. And in the recap, we stayed at the Park MGM, which if you're going to Vegas, I personally wouldn't recommend against a lot of the other hotel franchises there. I think there's a lot of hotels, the Cosmo, the Bellagio, the Venetian, Caesars Palace. There's so many good hotels there that the Park MGM, I would not stay at again. Nothing against the hotel if you're listening to this out there. It's just my personal preference. They did have a casino and a few clubs in there, but it just wasn't very not domesticated isn't the right word, but it wasn't very modern. It didn't feel very up to date. The room that we stayed in was super dark and it didn't feel very homey. The bathroom was kind of small. I don't know, just overall experience. If you're going to Vegas, I would advise maybe not to stay at the park MGM. But again, that's just my personal preference. Outside of that, we did a bunch of just walking around to different stores. And obviously, we all know I love to work out and health is super important. So I loved being in a city where you could walk anywhere. 
I haven't been to New York since I was 10 and I know you walk a lot there, but it was such an interesting experience just to be able to walk to one block. There's a bunch of nice, you know, Chanel, Louis Vuitton, all these nice stores and then less than a half mile the opposite direction. It's the exact same thing. So I loved it. I thought it was so beautiful. All of the mountains and everything that they had in Vegas was beautiful. The people were also very, very nice. There's definitely a wide range of people that were there. I feel, again, this is just my personal experience, but I feel that certain hotels had different people staying there. Some were an older crowd, some were a younger crowd, and then obviously in between the two. But I thought it was awesome. And I would say my favorite part of the whole trip was probably just the shopping and the food is unreal. And it's just everywhere you turn. It's just so jam-packed and I told my friends, I'm like, I'm already planning a trip back. I feel it'd be so fun for a birthday and you could go every month and find something new to eat or find somewhere else to stay. So that was probably my favorite part of the whole trip was just a obviously getting away time, relaxing, decompressing from work and being with my friends. But I would say in Vegas, my favorite part was definitely the food and the shopping uh, along the strip and just the mountains and everything behind it. Outside of that, I guess a funny thing I was also telling my producer Spider earlier, we went on a weekend, which uh, this is a fun fact to me. Some of you are like, duh, Aaron, you've never been to Vegas, but there was a lot of UFC fighters there, which was super interesting because you always see this stuff on TV. And that was my first time actually experiencing like a run-in with a UFC fighter, which was super cool. One of them was getting got married in Vegas. They were from Europe. I forget exactly the countries that they were from, but they moved to Florida for his training and they just eloped in Vegas, which was super cool and super cute. We saw them as we were walking out of the win, I believe. Um, so that was super cool. And just running into, I was kind of expecting more like football players or baseball players, but it was just interesting to meet uh, UFC fighters. So that was I guess a fun fact of the trip and outside of that I would say the experience is probably like a 10 out of 10 outside of the hotel I would give a five but it was super fun and if you've never been and you're listening to this podcast go I forget the places that we ate which I should have written that down in my notes for recaps but you can always send me a dm or shoot me an email or whatever and I'm happy to give you racks on where to go but overall Vegas was a great experience. I definitely want to go back. So that's a little recap. Ever since I've gotten back, I feel as if I've just been catching up on work, obviously finishing this book, which I'm super excited as we transition to the main point of this episode today. And if you know me personally, you know I love a notebook. I journal before every single episode and just write out a plan. And so I've done a book review before. I think they can get a little bit overwhelming when you think about a whole book. And I broke it down into five main points and five main takeaways that I had from the book. And this is coming from my lens as someone that is always had an entrepreneurial side. And there's a part in my gut that I knew that was the direction I was going to go. And after reading this book, it's just really clarified everything I've been thinking and feeling for the last three to five years, which has just been a huge sigh of relief. If you're out there listening and you are in a corporate job or you feel lost, maybe you're in college and 
you're not super excited about going to work in the corporate world or you don't really want to get an internship and something's calling on you to pursue your own path, I highly, highly, highly encourage this book because whether you're super self-aware or you're not, it appeals to all ages and all phases of entrepreneurship, whether you're thinking about it or you're in it. So that leads me to point number one, which I think is the most important thing if I can get anything across in this podcast. It's that entrepreneurship and being an entrepreneurial person comes down to the way that you were born and the way that you have been raised. It's more of nature and I think a little bit nurture versus being able to be taught how to be an entrepreneur. And Gino does such a great job. He gives six traits that every entrepreneur has. And his book is very black and white if you haven't read it. The first is you're a visionary. And this is something that I kind of teeter the line on. I am a visionary type person, I think, in the future, but I'm not super out there with some thoughts. I'm definitely not a tech CEO billionaire, but visionary is number one. Passionate is number two. Problem solver is number three. Number four is drive. You're naturally a driven person. Number five is you're willing willing to take risks. And number six is you're responsible, which I put in my notes in quotations, self-aware. And when you are listening to these six things, you might, as myself, five of them were definitely me. As you all know from listening to this podcast, I'm very passionate. I enjoy solving problems. I'm extremely probably overly driven. I'm willing to take risks. This one I was probably 70% on the line of. I'm not extreme where I'm willing to, you know, risk everything I own for a small percent chance of success, but I definitely do take risks. And then responsible and self-aware is something that I work on each and every day, multiple times a day. So visionary was the first one. It's funny that he listed that and the one that I journaled about and just talked through. But I just think it's important if you've been listening to my episodes and the episodes I continue to put out there, it's all about entrepreneurship. And these six things are who you are or they're or you're not. And do I think that it's so black and white that you can never be a successful entrepreneur? No. I think there's a lot of gray in life, but I just think it's important if you're thinking about tape, taking the leap. This could save you a lot of time if you're looking at this list and you only have two of the six. Maybe this isn't for you and maybe finance or another avenue is more suited to where your career trajectory is going to go. So I thought that was super interesting because as someone that has always been told hard work and talent and we can teach you this and we can teach you that, I feel entrepreneurship is so different in the fact that a lot of it can't be taught. You either have it or you don't, which I cannot agree with more. And I know this episode is right after Mike's episode. And we talked about this a ton on our last episode about having it or not having it. The second point on the book that I wanted to build on is the difference between traits and skills. So the six traits I just gave you are what Gino believes every entrepreneur has. And 
distinguishing the difference between traits versus skills, which again goes back to, I think, what you're told is everything that people say they can teach you, which is the skills. These are things that are not nature. These are more nature. We can teach you how to learn about a product to sell. We can teach you how to navigate this Excel spreadsheet. We can teach you how to know our product or know our service or engineer can figure this thing. Whatever industry that you're in or you're looking to go in, there are a lot of skills that they can teach you. But I think the biggest difference is just looking at yourself and saying, hey, if I'm someone that has these six traits, and this is something that is inherent to who I am, I can be taught all of the skills. But I think sometimes people mix up the two. And I thought that was super important because I never had heard it or read it, been broken down into two separate things and recognizing, hey, where am I at? If I have all of these inherent traits then I'm, this is for me and I can build on all of those skills. And if there's one thing that I've learned from every guest and just myself, skills take time. And I always reference my producer, but you're going to get better the more at-bats you have, the more people that you're interviewing if you're in a podcast, the more clients that you sell. All of those skills can be taught and they come with age. But again, those traits are the things that are just true to who you are as a person. And another thing that I wanted to touch on there uh, that Gino talked more about in his book is just having patience when you have all of those six traits and you're passionate and you're driven, you want overnight success. You're overzealous. You want things to manifest right in front of you. And he talks a lot about when you understand your personality and you're learning those skills that your time will come. It's just a matter of when. It's not a matter of if. And I think it's a really important piece to share with all of you because I, my journey hasn't been overnight success or I got all of these guests when I first started. I've gone through a lot just in my journey of building a podcast and trying to launch this business. And I know in five years and 10 years, I'm going to be doing episodes and I'm going to look back and have way more advice and leadership that I can give all of you. But I just think it's important to, when you have all of these things that you want to go out and and accomplish, it's going to happen. It's just telling yourself and having patience, which is not my virtue. And every single one of you probably knows that by now. So that was number two of my takeaways for this book. The third is just as important as I think all the rest, is that every journey is different. And I just touched on this a little bit with patience, but I struggle so much with comparing where I'm at in my podcast to other people. And a countless number of guests have come on here. I remember Allison specifically talking about how she started her entrepreneurial journey after 17 years in the corporate world at the age of 40. And it's just a testament. Mike started his when he was 35, that whether you're 16, 18, 30, 40, 50, there's always time for you to go after that thing you want to and recognizing that just because your journey hasn't started or hasn't taken off doesn't mean that it's not going to. And this is just your reminder that 
everyone is on their own journey. And I'm also talking to myself in this because I am hard on myself and want to be at certain places and want to hit certain metrics. But at the end of the day, it's just trusting that your path is exactly where you're supposed to be. And as long as you keep putting in the work and being consistent, good things are to come. And to add on a little bit to that, I'm a very black and white minded person. And this book gives hard and fast opinions or hard and fast rules, rather. And I do think when you're on any short sort of journey, there's going to be a, a large gray area of success or clients or what industry you're going in. And it's just dependent on who you are and where you want to go. And I honestly, until this past year, never saw black and white. And I still struggle with this at work. It's either right or it's wrong. And Mike has had to talk me through this gray area multiple times because there is a lot of it in business. And especially when you're starting your own business, you might think, this is a great example. Hey, when I first started this podcast, I want to talk about health and fitness. And my colleague that I started with want to talk about beauty. That's not even close to what I'm talking about now. It's along the same lines, but it just goes to show that, hey, you might have this, you want to launch a chapstick brand. And it doesn't take off. It doesn't go where you want it to go. And then you have to pivot. And I think it's just a reminder that even if it's not the one thing that you thought was going to take off, it could iterate and it could be something that's much bigger than you have imagined. And it just goes back to you're on your own journey. But I just think it's something important. And Gino does a really good job at talking through multiple examples of entrepreneurs who set out for something and sold their company 10 years later for a significant profit. And there's many iterations and many changes along the way. So don't think that if your chapstick brand doesn't take off that your purse brand or your (laughs) t-shirt company or whatever it is won't take off. I just think it's something that's super important to note. And the fourth note on here or the fourth important point from the book is find a mentor and become close to them and build a relationship. And this was the first time in my career, which at 25 hasn't been the longest career, but this was the first time that I have read a book or had someone tell me to find a mentor. And I always reference Mike, and I touch on it a little bit in his episode, but he truly has been the most transformational person, thing, object that has come into my life in my professional life. I think he saved me 10 years of my life, 10 years of stress, 10 years of worry, 10 years of not feeling like I fit fit in, 10 years of just nonsense because of the wisdom that he's given me. And it's funny because he truly just kind of fell into my life. And when you first meet someone, we didn't, we had an instant connection and we always would talk. And obviously he was the owner at my bar, but it wasn't until the last probably 12 to 18 months that I've been in Dallas that I just came to this realization. I'm like, oh my gosh, he was put into my life to open my eyes up to entrepreneurship because this is the path I'm supposed to be on. And had I not met him 
I honestly have no idea where I would be. And outside of becoming self-aware and understanding if you have this six traits, I cannot emphasize enough. And there might be a hint, hint. This is something that I'm working on behind the scenes of mentorship because I feel it's so important. And I think relationships, you cannot put a price tag. There's not enough books, in my personal opinion, that you can read to just have a connection and have a relationship with someone that is willing and sees the potential in you and shares their stories. And it's funny because Mike's not even in real, he's in real estate and I'm in podcasting, but all the knowledge and stuff that he's told me has translated and he has predicted my future to a T, which is kind of freaky sometimes, but it's just, there's so much value in having a mentor and just having someone that you can Again, bounce ideas off of if you're struggling and you don't know where to go or you're having feelings like I had of constant unfulfillingness, doing the things that you're doing every single day. And I never understood why. I never understood why did I think differently than my friends? Why did I want to do more? Why did I always have two side hustles going on or three jobs in college? I was always doing more, more, more. And it's because I didn't, I was overcompensating for not heading in the right direction. And once I found this podcast and I found this outlet, things started to click. And the people that I've talked to and the feedback that I've gotten has just really assured that what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling is because I'm an entrepreneur and not because I'm different. And if you're out there listening and everything I'm saying is resonating with you, go buy this book. I will have a link on my Amazon store for you all to go and purchase. But it just, it makes you feel validated, which seems so bizarre. But there's feelings and thoughts that you have. And if you're not surrounded by a bunch of entrepreneurial people, which there are few and far between, you don't really realize. And I picked up this book and it's funny because I don't know exactly what page it's on, but He's talking about how entrepreneurs have pop. And my podcast is called Pop. And it's just crazy because I remember I took a picture and I sent it to my mom and I it's like, you were onto something because my mom gave me this name. And it just all starts to fill in once you find that avenue. And if you are an entrepreneur, you're an aspiring entrepreneur, and this podcast is resonating a lot with you, I just A, no, you're not alone. And B, no, there is a light. It's just time more than anything, which is probably the most frustrating. And I know that was a little bit of a tangent on the mentorship talk, but I truly cannot thank the universe, God, whatever you believe in, if you think I'm crazy and too woo-woo, enough for Mike and his mentorship, because I know for a fact that I would not be where I am today had I not met someone like him and just been given the wisdom and the value and years that he's had that I haven't because I'm not his age. So I think mentorship is super, super important. And Gino does a great job at giving specific examples. And maybe it's someone in your field. If you want to go into real estate, find someone local that's in real estate or just ask around. I mean, I found Mike through the lady I babysat for. I started working at a bar and he happened to be the owner. So you truly never know if your eyes are peeled and you're open to the idea, it'll come into your life. That is number four. And number five is my favorite 
tagline, my favorite marketing phrase, whatever you want to call it, which is just do it. Nike says it best. And I've always written in my journal, I think since the time I was 10 or 12, that I wanted to be a Nike fit model. So Nike, if you're out there listening, feel free to send me an email, send me a DM. She's not overzealous at all, but she'll get there one day. And this is so important, but I do have a little bit on this that I think takes it a step further. So Gino talks about just do it, launch whatever you're going to do. Don't look back. You'll never regret what you're going to do. He gives examples in the book of 10 entrepreneurs that said, what's the biggest regret that you have? And then what's something that you're super grateful for? And on both sides, the regret side, I wish I would have done it sooner. And then on the, what are you most grateful for? They said, it's the best experience that I've ever had in my life. So, and I personally agree with that. There's a part of me that wishes I started the podcast earlier, which I didn't. And I don't like to uh, look back and regret anything, but it's important. And just do it. It's it's not that easy if you're sitting on the other side of this thinking, okay, well, it's easy for you to say because you have a podcast. I, I've been there, if, whether it's a podcast or not. I know it's not easy. Trying to get into real estate, there's capital. I know there's more things that go into it, but just do it to me means stop letting fear inhibit you from going further. Stop letting opinions. And I've had this conversation multiple times. I have gotten a lot of feedback in my life. And I came to the point where I not shut it down, but just had to be super selective because you're going to get a lot of opinions and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to tell you to stop doing it. There's going to be a lot of people that tell you to do it. There's going to be a lot of people that disagree, whatever it is, it's your life. And does that mean you go about it in a very, you know, F you way? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I just think take the leap of faith and things will, you'll figure it out. I figured out how to do this podcast. I started with someone. There's been so many bumps along the road, but there's not a second that I look back and regret a single thing. There's never been a time that I've walked into this studio and walked out and not been extremely grateful. And I tell, again, my producer, I'm referencing him every five seconds in this episode, but I tell him all the time, I'm like, I just get so excited coming in here. And I never thought that I would find fulfillment this much or find a purpose in a career before I found this podcast. And I hope that's inspiring to all of you out there, no matter what it is, your time's going to come. Like you're going to find that thing that lights your soul on fire. You're going to find that thing that you're passionate about. If that's what you want in your life, if you're listening to this and you're just like, Aaron, I'm just here to listen to you go on your high horse. That's great. But I truly think that if it's something you're good at and it's something you're passionate about, good things are going to happen if you have good intentions. And I will say the only, not caveat, but the only thing I do kind of disagree with what the just do it, just launch overall theme is that in my personal experience, I think you there has to be some sort of thought going into it. I think I and I personally have heard advice from people that say just launch, listen to customer feedback or listen to your listeners feedback and adjust accordingly. When you're launching something and you don't have an audience or you're launching a business and you don't have a huge clientele base, you're going off of usually it's friends and family or a select few pieces of feedback 
And in that, it's skewed. If you're launching a product and the every review or 90% of it is, this is terrible, it's stained, if it's like a pair of pants or the marker smells bad or whatever it is, okay, at that point, yes, listen to feedback. But what I'm trying to say is I do wish someone would have told me that launching something and putting it out there is definitely the first step in being consistent. But maybe putting in a little bit more thought or really understanding exactly what the message is you want to get across, I think would have helped me a little bit because I went into it thinking, I'm going to get all this feedback. I can adjust. I can do this. And that just wasn't my experience. I got feedback from people closest to me, but the people closest to me aren't always going to be my target audience and it doesn't stop there. If I'm trying to build a business or try to build a brand, I have to get by the first 10 or 20 people that know me personally. So I just think it's an important thing to know. And I'm not saying don't get started. I do think 90% of people get caught up in just starting it. They let fear inhibit them. And if you're like me and that's not something that it's going to inhibit you, I just encourage you to really think about it. And not that, again, you have to have a perfect idea, but there is a small part of me that wishes I put a little bit more thought into it before I launched it because I think it would have saved me some hiccups and some confusion along the way. And not that, again, not that I'm not grateful for it, but I just want to be realistic on here because I have listened to one specific podcast in general. It says, just launch it, get feedback, adjust. And I don't know if I 100% agree with that unless your vision is super crystal clear and you know exactly what you're going to do, then go launch it. You'll figure it out. But that's just something that I wanted to touch on and to take that a step further as I kind of begin to wrap up this podcast. I think what launching anything, and again, just speaking from my personal experience, has done, it's taught me more about myself than anything else. And Gino talks about that a countless number of times in the book of it really truly is just a personal development journey and I'm stealing that from one of my guests, but entrepreneurship is just understanding who you are, how to solve problems. I, I think there is a lot of business, but this podcast has taught me more about myself than I think I could have done in all the hours I spend meditating and the journaling I do. And it forces you to be more vulnerable. And it's funny because I've had people that have listened from day one to now and they always say, Aaron, I don't even recognize you sometimes. You're so different and you've changed so much from the podcast. And it just gives you a sense of relief that A, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. But B, even if this isn't the end all be all, even if this isn't my million dollar idea or what takes me fully into entrepreneurship, it's a step in the right direction. And being vulnerable and putting yourself out there is going to open doors and bring you into rooms that you never would have thought of. And I know for me personally, I've met some incredible guests that have assured me and given me perspective. I would never in a million years trade for the world. And I know I tell all my colleagues about it at work and I tell all my friends probably after every single episode, just about the things that they've taught me and who they are as people. So I just think it's super important to note that if you're about to embark, if you're in the middle of it, is it easy? No. Is it as hard as everyone makes it out to be? 
Absolutely not. Do I think Nike has the best tagline out there? Absolutely. Hands down. I love all their product, but just do it. Be vulnerable. Put yourself out there. Whatever the business idea is, launch it. Put a little bit of thought into it. Take some feedback from me and learn from my mistakes. But I just think there's one thing I could do. Save your save you all time. Time is one thing we can't get back in our life. And for me, entrepreneurship is the entryway into freedom, the entryway to make my own schedule and do the things that I want to do and live the life that I want to with a family eventually. So that is my recap of this book. Again, the book is called Entrepreneurial Leap. I believe it's a four or five book or not book, a four or five um yeah, book series or series. I don't even know what the right terminology is, um, but he has a few. And this is the first one, which I'm glad I started with this one just because it's the entryway. Like, hey, are you an entrepreneur? If yes, keep reading. And again, I will put a link and everything to the book in the show notes. And if you guys have any other questions or comments, you love the podcast, as always, rate, review, subscribe, follow me on Instagram at popwitherin. I hope you all have a fabulous Monday. I hope this inspired you to take your journey a step further and I will speak with each and every one of you or you'll hear from me next Monday. Thank you all.